When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey guys, welcome to Bad Batch Episode 11 Breakdown. Thanks to everyone who was in the watch party, and thank you all for tuning in on Spotify for my daily podcast, and of course, joining in on the forums on StarWarsTheory.com. Now, tonight's episode of Bad Batch was slower, but it filled in some character gaps for the Sandulas. Hera, in particular, the pilot of the ghost ship from Rebels, and partner of Kanan Jarrus. It's kind of ironic how we saw a young Kanan at the very beginning and now we see a young Hera. So it makes me wonder which other rebel characters we could see. Maybe go to Mandalore, possibly, and see more of what goes on there with Sabine. And not to mention, of course, we got to see Chopper. Few things to mention before we start, and these are just my thoughts that I've collected. I want you all to comment any of these questions if you know the answer or if you think you do or in your theories, comment below right now or go on StarWarsTheory.com to engage in the forums. Now, I guess the clones can react differently to Order 66, which makes them more unique and not so expendable, as we saw with Hauser. We also see that Crosshair isn't really affected by the blast at all. We see that his skills are still quite awesome and he's still got that bullseye aim. And in fact, the main thing about this episode wasn't so much about Hera and her backstory, which was fine to see for me, but the main thing personally was the fact that Hauser Ballast was kind of defying Order 66. So we'll get into that later in this episode. And also, before I forget, um, Ornfrita's death kind of negates his implied death in the book Lords of the Sith. But you guys can let me know a little more about that. I gotta reread that book. I haven't read it in a while. So before I digress, let's continue. The episode was more of a point of view of Ryloth and the Twi'leks, which are the same species as Jedi Master Aelis Secura, who was killed on Felucia during Order 66. Rampart once again is on another planet, forcing them to drop their arms and weaponry in the name of the Empire, protecting them under the pretense of peace. The most important piece of this episode for me was Captain Ballard, who seemed to defy Order 66 quite significantly compared to all of the other clones that we've seen. Could the chip be wearing off over time? Could it not be as effective in some clones as others? Could Ballard slightly be mutated himself? Is that why he's not as rigid as the other clones? Rampart orders Orn Frita to make a speech to the people of Ryloth, to tell them that this is now a time of peace, to give up their weapons. The crowd boos and wants Champs and Dula to speak to them, to tell them the truth. He says pretty much the same thing, but just with a little more emotion and poetry to make the crowd bend the knee to the Empire and give up their weapons. So at this point, the Empire is kind of just going from town to town, so to speak, but planet to planet, and sort of enforcing their army on them and saying, hey, you know, you're now under the protection of the Empire. All you got to do is give up all of your army and your weapons, and we will protect you. Don't worry. Which is just another way of saying we now control you if we want. Crosshair has his powers, which uh, I and many fans thought that he'll be useless after what happened to him, but we see that he's still quite okay. In fact, the part of his brain that's sort of uh, damaged and burned 
seems like it could be near the part where the inhibitor chip is, so it makes me wonder, is he just acting off of free will and scorn angst against his brothers, or is he still being mind-controlled by the chip? Also, fast-forwarding to the end, Ornfrita's death makes it quite a bit confusing, as I mentioned, in the Lords of the Sith novel. So again, I want you to comment right now what you think of that ending. So Rampart is pleased that they all bent the knee to the Empire, and the Empire now has another planet under their control. We see Hera and Chopper, which was really nice, and they're investigating a mining facility of the Empire, so spying on them. And as she stops to lay down and mimic a starship with her fingers flying through the breeze against the background of the sky, you can hear Leia's theme, albeit a little rendition, but still Leia's theme, which was nice to see. Or hear, I should say. When she's caught by the clones and brought in, we see Captain Ballard, who seems to be quite more human and clone-like rather than, you know, what happened to everybody after Order 66. Good soldiers follow orders. Ballard tells Cham he won't report Hera sneaking around, but it can happen again. This is super weird behavior for a clone under the command of Order 66. This right away tells me that Hauser is suffering from a defective chip, or should I say thriving from a defective chip. Either that or he isn't as susceptible to its brain orders. Rampart is happy that Cham is working with them. We see Crosshair finally without the diaper on his face, and we get to see his shaved head with a massive burn scar right around his inhibitor chip for Order 66. So once again, could this damage have something to do with the chip? Did it fry it? Did it sort of negate its abilities? Did it completely just wipe it out of his head? Is he now acting on pure choice and resentment towards his brothers, or is he still under the control of it? These are very important questions. Personally now, I think he's just acting under free will, and he's just sort of pretending like it's still affecting him, but in fact, he just doesn't really like his brothers all that much. Chem, Hera's father, tells her to stay put and not to keep pushing the boundaries, but hey, we all know Hera, she likes to do that. Rampart tells Cham that they plan to turn this area into a military base. So they're starting to really realize that Rampart only cares about the Empire's interests and not the people of Ryloth's. We also notice that in this episode, Rampart is starting to become a lot smarter. Hera takes off to a nearby planet to grab some weapons with the crew from a contract, but not before Crosshair can shoot a tracker on their ship. As we see the Bad Batch fly overhead and land on the moon, they walk out and this is the only time that we get to see them this episode, sadly. They deliver the weapons, which we now realize what one of the last missions was. This is fun, because we don't normally see who they deliver all their missions to sometimes. The Bad Batch talk as Hera and Omega meet, and Omega shows her around the place as they bond over living on a starship, or at least Hera would love to live on a starship. Which of course we know that she kinda does. It's cool how Hera and Omega now know each other. They've both connected, and we can maybe have some sort of a story with them later on. I wonder if this means that we could see Omega in the Ahsoka show. As Hera and the crew leave and attempt to land on Ryloth, Crosshair shoots them down. So obviously the blast really didn't affect his skills much at all because he's hitting everything, you know, one for one. And it seems like he's just a dead shot. Hera and the crew are brought in for treason. When Rampart and Ornfrita actually enjoy Hera's involvement, since it now can be traced back to Cham. But Rampart says, you know, Cham's been kind of helping. He hasn't really been going against the grain here, and he's been allowing the Empire to do what they want, and he's been brainwashing the people for us. So we can just say this is a act of treason on his daughter and not on him. But of course, Ornfrita wants to bring Cham down. 
As they arrest them for treason, Captain Ballast pipes up to say that she's just a kid. So, alright dude, look, this isn't normal Order 66 behavior, as Wrecker wanted to kill Omega despite knowing who she is, and he's a much more mutated, probably a much smarter clone than Ballast is. Well, actually, maybe I shouldn't say that. Now, Wrecker, under the influence of Order 66, didn't care if she was a kid or adult. She was in direct violation of Order 66 and needed to be arrested or terminated. But of course, Ballast sees it differently. We see some blurgs which may remind you of The Mandalorian or The Clone Wars for all the TV viewers here who clicked and haven't necessarily seen the other shows. Also, I want you to notice how Cham uses stun on all of the clones. This is showing compassion and care for their help during the Republic, and of course the Clone Wars. Hera's parents learn of what's happened to her daughter, so they intend to intercept the convoy before it reaches the capital. It's a high-speed chase through the desert as the Sindulas eventually overtake the clones and free their daughter Hera. As Cham is about to execute Orn Frita for all of his corrupt dealings as a politician, when again Ballast says stop and think about what you're doing. So he's practically not even affected by Order 66 at this point, he just kind of is following orders as, you know, the Republic clones would. I think perhaps since he's a captain, maybe he's a higher clone ranking, maybe Order 66 doesn't really affect him as strongly as maybe some others, but then we saw that with Rex, so I'm not really sure. So Cham's wife convinces him not to do this in front of Hera. He puts his blaster down. Rampart thanks Orn Frita for his role in all of this, basically just being another pawn for their game. And he gives the nod to Crosshair, who's up on the hill, to shoot Orn Frita in the dome. Now a lot of you were saying, okay, this conflicts with the Ryloth chapter with, well, essentially all of Lords of the Sith, and so maybe he's not dead. But you can actually see him being carried away in a stretcher, so Pretty sure he's dead and he got shot in the dome by Crosshair, so I highly doubt he'd still be alive. Cham takes over the transport and frees his daughter, when all of a sudden the Empire's troopers arrive and he forces Chopper to take her away from where they are. They arrest Hera's parents for the attempted assassination of Orn Fri Ta, which we all know was just the Empire themselves and it was just a setup. The Empire makes an order to find Hera and we see her hiding in fear. Okay, so this episode was, it was alright in my opinion, it had some cool moments, and for me the particular moment was Captain Ballast, you know, just defying Order 66 amongst clones who are fully enacting Order 66, and apparently so is he, and not to mention his armor is crisp, I love the teal, it looks real good. He has a bit of a scar or maybe some sort of a birth or something on his face. I'm thinking maybe he was in some sort of a accident as well. And perhaps he knocked his head and maybe it reversed Order 66 a little bit or, you know, knocked the screw loose and didn't allow the chip to take its full effect. Or perhaps the chip is starting to wear away and maybe this is why the Empire is now going for conscripted soldiers. There's so many different theories regarding Ballast, but I think it's a really interesting point because now we've got clones that don't just blindly follow Order 66, we've got some that are a little more humanized. And this once again really drives home the idea that the clones aren't really clones, they're each individually different beings. They just look the same, you know, for the most part even. Now I think later Omega and Hera will team up and they'll be friends and maybe they'll have their own ship, maybe we'll get another show in between Rebels and Bad Batch, I'm not really sure. But I feel like there's going to be more to their friendship as time goes on. Let me know your theories for this episode down below, rank it out of 10 for me, 
How would you think of it? Did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Was it boring? Are you excited for the next one? Where do you think the next one will take place? When I saw the title of this one, I thought it was going to be about Maul. You know, hey, I guess I was wrong. Thanks for watching this breakdown. I will catch you in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always.